In the final days, the Silmarils will be gathered together from the earth, from the sky, and from the waters. Two items were placed as offerings to you if you took up the challenge of um, preventing, stopping, finding out as much information as you possibly could about the series of murders that have been taking place on every evening for the past week in Dolan Roth. Random victims have been mutilated, stabbed, attacked, and so on. You have a little bit of information to go on. Hmm. But if you can um, prevent these from happening in the future, hmm. then... King Yermir of uh, Rohan and Dolmoth would uh, reward you. I'll reward the offered a bronze medallion, a bronze medallion that has a horse uh, engraved like Celtic horse design in the middle with some runics around the edges. It's about half an inch thick and it's about four or five inches in diameter, solid bronze. And it is a life debt, a royal life debt mm. that a person can exchange with any royal household when i say royal household it can be uh, the, the king's household the king's cousin it could be like uh, descendants of the king because these tokens are handed down through generations and should your family or your lands fall on hard times or something like that you could be repaid for that debt uh, from your household from to another household um theo knows of these things He's uh, seen them. Uh, well, he hasn't seen them, but he's, he's, he's heard of them. He hasn't exactly seen one. And to ha actually have one is very, very valuable. You could ask for pretty much anything. A ship, um, a small army, um, a, a, an entire harvest of food, um, the loan of troops for rebuilding. Almost anything. Um, and depending on who is the giver of the life debt and their status. As long as it doesn't exceed their status, it's fine. Okay. Also, um, the, prince, uh, the, the daughter of the Princess Citadel um, placed a white ring. White ring with um, uh, uh, swan feathers on it and a blue stone in the center. She placed that on the table as well, saying that she would match the... Uh, the debt owed. Uh, obviously, these households are, are going to be uh, united through marriage, 
Um, and she sees it fitting that if the Rohirrim are willing to put up such a, um, a, a prize from their half, then it's only fitting that the people of Dolanoth put up their, an equal um, prize. Um, both of those items were taken from the table and they were handed back uh, by Theo. And Theo said that once you'd completed the tasks, then you could uh, he you could take the choices of which ones you wanted to take. You take both, or you can take one, or you can take either one, or you can take neither. Okay, but only on completion of the task. That's how Theo approached it. You'd cast some spells. Um, you found out a little bit of details about the surroundings and the incidents of uh, who might be in possession of the sword, of the sword plates that you found damaged um, in the streets. Um, some history about their construction and their origins and what type of person might use these kind of things. In the strangest images came to Estelle while she was... Um, divining the location and the individual. So an individual um, in black, hands crossed across their chest with two swords laid at their sides, laid on a straw mat. The face was covered with a black cloth, sat in, uh, at 90 degrees alongside a jade altar of a demonic dragon as such horns coming out of its um, it's out of its neck. Um, there's like extended pieces of bone and things like that point coming out in different joints like at the elbows and the knuckles um not living of course it was a solid jade but it was quite large once about two three feet high and about a foot or so wide um and it seemed to radiate some kind of uh, a dullish green aura around it um wooden structure um no windows and um couldn't really see much in the way of doors either um very dark um the earth the, the floor itself was trampled earth um, probably would give you the impression that it could possibly be underground or sealed up of some sort mm. okay yes time yeah. goes a couple of minutes uh, wait I say some time goes by and uh, always with, with you as well mm. and uh, you are duly invited to to dine. You know, Jai's waiting it? for a boy. Yes, a the boy. The boy, boy's going for message to try and find a physician to get some <coughs> details about where the boy might be. Yeah. Okay, it's not too far away. Um, because we don't want the body destroyed and all that. No, 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 no. I mean, obviously, the ones that are the, the, the earlier ones, they've um, already gone through, they've been handed back to families and they've gone through uh, burial uh, rites. And such as like that, um, but the latest one. Um, Can I be um, just jump in with a question there? Would I be right in assuming that the previous ones that have been examined, there would be a record kept of what um, was? Yeah, found? the 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 the, uh, the, um, the Rohirrim soldiers have been out and they have done some interviews. Um, no, like I mean, the <coughs> physician that is prepping the bodies or the budgets. Yeah, there'll be, there'll be a very simple inspection. But would they have kept a record of that? There'll be a written log somewhere. 
Right. Wonder Rohirrim. The Rohirrim, I would say doctors, but Rohirrim don't really have doctors. They have uh, field surgeons, like field uh, medics, um, that would uh, keep uh, do do a preliminary kind of examination and write up a small um, report um, mm -hmm. of their findings, and then they would yeah would be presented um, as a case. I just send you a question mm -hmm. um, because I looked at my character sheet and I don't quite understand what that okay, particular could... one means. Uh, that means uh, that means blunt objects. Ah, uh, blunt and objects. And the other one is sharp. Sharp, yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you. So, yeah. so either stabby stabby or bashy bashy. <laughs> stabby stabby or bashy bashy. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I some clarification because I wasn't quite too sure what it meant. That's right. It's right. so a blunt object or a sharp object. That's all the difference is. Okay, thank you. No worries. Okay, so um, you're invited to dinner. Still waiting for the boy to come back. The boy hasn't come back yet. Yeah. Taking down a shorter corridor this time. Again, it echoes like hell. Uh, I'm walking down. Um, always with you as well. Um, <sighs> Theo's with you at this moment. He's walking slightly ahead. He's talking in hushed tones with... Uh, the king. Um, nothing important. Just when was the last time he was in Kalos? Um, how long has it been? Um, everything more social kind of stuff rather than anything to do with the the, the immediateness of the day. Ask him what it's like being a Rohirrim um, sea captain. Uh, all the same that before we came to the yeah room. Yep, pretty much, pretty much the same kind of stuff. Um, the princess <coughs> is uh, following behind, walking alongside Olby. You're going to dinner. <sighs> dinner. This this is afternoon dinner as well. It's not late yeah, evening. It's, it's afternoon. Yeah, it's no, afternoon. No, it's afternoon. It went just past noon. Um, this corridor seems to run uh, parallel to an outside wall. Um, there are arches, um, windows that's up above your heads, um, the full length of the corridor, and you can hear some kind of uh, like the beating of horse hooves on the earth, um, uh, and you can hear the, the shouts of soldiers that seem to be like practicing sword fencing. Uh, some marching um, you can't really see them obviously the windows are too high for you to be able to look out of but you can hear them the, the sound from outside is carrying through um, you can hear, some, hear um, uh, soldiers preparing for whatever it is they're supposed to be preparing for mm. uh, it's unmistakable um, it's very similar to the sounds that you heard at the, um, the Gondorian camp just outside the teeth of Mordor um, you can hear a, uh, an anvil being hit a few times. Why, but anytime you see the teeth of Mordor, I just think about an orc going to a dentist. <laughs> mm. No. Um, Not necessarily, but there you go. It opens up into a round chamber. A round chamber that's got a, um, a, a geometric pattern kind of on the floor that looks like a sundial. Um, stands to reason. Dolomroth is a naval port after all. Um, north is clearly marked. Um, 
at the, towards the main entrance. You'll be coming through like the southwest area of it. Around the perimeter of it, you can see there is um, uh, like signs of a of a astrological zodiac. In between the pointers, between the north, the southeast, and the west, you can see there's um, maritime pictures of uh, ships. Um, beautiful mosaic. It's not painted. It's done with small tessellation of small rocks. Probably gathered from around the cliff faces and probably from around some of the caves and some of the rock formations that are uh, Dolomroth is uh, predominantly built on. Um, looks really, really nice. You can see there's a high vaulted ceiling. Um, pillars seem to stretch up from the pointers of the north, south, east and west. And then seem to uh, to arch towards themselves and regroup into a large um, rose rose kind of thing, like a, uh, a ceiling rose mm. in the center. Um, it's all plain and white. Again, there's no tapestries, there's no banners, there's no portraits or anything like that that seems to indicate their occupation. Um, this is a temporal building. It's not a permanent residence for the people of Rohan. It's a round table. It's a round dining table, which is unusual. You usually are accustomed to either oval tables or long tables. This is a round table. It's round in a round room. And it's traditional for for the people of Don Amroth to sit around a table as such. The table is uh, flat marble white. You can see that there is beautifully carved um, wooden, dark wooden chairs with uh, swan uh, wings um, carved onto the back of them that seem to fan out and then point upwards. The head of the table seems to be a larger plumage of feathers that are carved into it and seem to point higher and taller than the surrounding chairs. Not quite a throne, but you do get the impression that its purpose probably doubles as a throne. Mm -hmm. Around the walls you can see there's four young um, stewards, um, eight, nine, maybe ten-year-old, um, dressed in blue and white um, ceremonial outfits, no armor. Um, each one of them is wearing a shiny black leather belt and um, an embroidered swan on the front garment. Okay, so the symbol is mainly a swan of some sort then? So it's a swan, yeah. yeah. Um, they don't wear helmets or anything like that. They have small little white and blue berets with a swan feather mm. attached to one side. Okay. Nothing, at the table seems to be set, but there's no food on the table. It's predominantly um, cutlery, plates, um, uh, various goblets, glasses, um, some napkins, and other assortment of kind of things. In the center of the table, there is a large white metal ball that seems to be just piled with fruit. You can imagine it being the best fruit. There's bananas, there's oranges, there's apples, oh, pineapples. Okay. <laughs> yeah, in the center. Um, the best fruit that's probably been imported from the Hardan, Umbar, um, 
probably uh, more towards the southish of Middle Earth, the more tropical regions. Set in the center of this ball of fruit, which you've never ever quite seen before, is a watermelon. None of us has seen before. Nobody's seen a watermelon before. It's a watermelon that's been cut in half and kind of like just positioned one side facing one side of the table, the other side facing the other side of the table. You can see it. It's an unusual fruit. So you've never seen a one before. Hmm. But it smells amazing. Smells sweet. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I just said. It smells <laughs> sweet. <laughs> so you, very curious. you enter the room and uh, King goes and doesn't sit down but stands in front of the chair that he's going to sit at. Okay. His right hand side stands his beloved, the daughter of the Princess Adult. And I guess motions to the table and kind of waves his hand forwards and then round to the left. Mm. Says, please, please, would you join us? I guess I stand at the seat of the princess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, okay, I'll be taking the seat next to Estelle. Yeah, <laughs> I'll show with her. Uh, <laughs> where, wherever Theo's sitting, I'm. Theo's going to sit on the left-hand side of the queue. I'll sit next to him. Okay, sit next to Theo. Don't trust. Um. You know, there's two chairs. There's two chairs. There's one next to Olby, or there's one next to Zabby. Oh boy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stand. I'll stand. Wow. No, no. Um, I, he, he, he'll, he'll sit somewhere. He just doesn't know where to sit right now because he's like... I mean, Zabby's like sort of sitting next to Frostbite. Zabby's sitting on this chair. Our feet don't quite reach the floor, by the way. This is Zabby sitting. This is a hobbit sitting on a man-sized chair. So she's got yeah, her legs just so sticking right out in front frost- of her. Yeah, so I had <laughs> Frostbite um, helping me up with that one. So he's by my side. Yep, that's fine. Yeah, Dylan Trust doesn't quite know where to sit, so he'll eventually sit down. It's two chairs. Yeah, it's like, do you sit next to the Hobbit or do you sit next to Big Sis Elf? Hmm. Decisions, decisions. Wow. Did you like to flip a coin? Yeah, I'll flip a coin. Okay. Dylan Trust flips a coin, it comes up. Call it somebody. Heads. <laughs> he sits next to Olby. Okay, go and sit next door. Okay. So there's a vacant chair between uh, Dylan Trust and Zabby. Was it tails then? Or was it hmm? heads? Um, it was heads. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he sits next to Olby because Olby's was heads oh, and you were there's tails. A, there's a vacant chair. Oh, uh, fair seat enough. Between... And I called heads, so. <laughs> yep. That's fine. Um. Everybody seated. Um, as soon as everybody's seated, the, the four little um, steward boys kind of thing just come come up straight away. You can notice that they're carrying small little silver trays, and they put out a small pot of honey, a silver spoon, a small pot of salt, a small pot of pepper, and a small pot of sugar for oh. everybody. Okay. Just in front of you, generally in front of you. 
They then uh, disappear through um, a small door, taking their little silver trays with them. Um, a couple of minutes, like less than thirty seconds later, they come um, coming in again with um, pitches of water, um, silver, white metal, mm. um, and they immediately start filling a. Um, I would say it's it's like a it's a white porcelain, but it's got seashells like styled into it. Oh. They start filling it. It's just water, mm-hmm. and then each one of them um, what they do is they go around the table the first one pours the next one pours the next one pours the next one pours goes all around the table um, uh, clockwise from the king um, when the last one's filled they take a step back from the table and all four of them leave the room you can see that they've rehearsed this and Theo um, recognizes this and um, shows his admiration that this is a way of um, introducing uh, military training to a younger generation. Um, he questions whether the the boys are Rohirrim or Gondorian, and. The um, daughter of the Prince of uh, Citadel says uh, that doesn't really matter now, does it? Our regions are going to be reunited. There will no longer be Rohirrim and there will no um, uh, West Gondorian. Um, they will be known as free people. When she says that, how does she say it like? He's offended her, or no, no, not offended her. Um, it, I would say you get the impression that they're trying to either assimilate or amalgamate the traditions of both nations. Hmm. So there's no definitive line. Although there'll be no longer a definitive line between their Rohirrim and their Gondorian. There's always been that kind of divide between like Minas Tirith and, Arad- um, and Adaras, yeah. and they're. You can see the workings of their trying to like merge that line a little bit. Try and get the Gondorians to maybe recognize the Rohiriums as being friends, especially after the Battle of, Battle of Pelnor Field. Um, and the Rohiriums always been distrusted of the Gondorians. The Gondorians had all the, the 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 wealth of the cities and the seaports, the big cities and the massive statues and all the rest of it. And the Rohiriums have had the outer fields and the horses and um, and the lands. Um, Freaking crazy if they don't think that they've got wealth. Although you wouldn't have thought that like 800 to 1,000 years ago these were the same nation. But just because of economics and of politics and because of geographical positioning in the world of Middle-earth, they have grown separated. Um, And this union is a way of being able to actually bring them back together again. Mm. It's going to be difficult because people have grown, they're humans, they've grown used to their their ways um but you can see how uh, the king of rohan and the the, the soon to be queen of uh, dollar north is um trying to put a band-aid on that situation right 
yeah. Hmm. So she it comes across as that as she explains it. The king says, uh, "Yes, uh, my beloved has uh, some uh, mighty fine ideas about the future of our nations, which gives the impression that maybe we're not too sure who's pulling the strings in this relationship." <laughs> okay. It's a strange union, but not an uncommon one. Okay. Dinner's brought to you. Hmm. Um, it's a fish. It's going to be a fish course, isn't it? Most likely from... Of course it is. It's a fish course. Yeah. Um, it's a combination of um, shellfish and actual flatfish. Mm-hmm. as well um, there are some vegetables to go with it as well um, mostly root vegetables um, the fish is adequately well cooked according to the traditions of Dolan North you can see the vegetation is or the vegetables are more lenient towards the Rohirrim farmland area so you can see this this merger is also starting to branch out into the culinarian areas as well. So there's a lot of Rohirrim recipes been shown around in Dolan North, and the Rohirrims are getting used to actually eating fish recipes. Mm. Theo understands it, but he's a little wary. Knowing Theo, he's going to be a little cautious about this uh, assimilation of the two societies. Mm-hmm. Previously, it's never gone well. Not just for these people, but across Middle Earth, it's never mm-hmm. gone traditionally well. Where one um, society seems to adopt another. I mean, it's not a bad thing as well, not a good thing. So. Messenger boy comes in on his own doesn't seem to be carrying anything goes up to the king seems to stand to attention king leans over boy whispers something into his ear he dismisses the boy the boy disappears picks up his napkin after only half eating this fish course even the king of Rohan is not... All the vegetables are gone, but the fish is half there still. Um, so even he's getting acquainted to this new cuisine kind of style. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> picks up the napkin, wipes his face, stands up. When he stands up, his beloved stands up, Theo stands up. I stand up. Olwy, <laughs> 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 oh, 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 who's been trying to chase a prawn around the plate for the last ten minutes. Just puts a fork down, stands up. <laughs> I stand up after all, he stands up. I do finish my food first, and then obviously gave any sort of leftovers to frostbite, or at least like half the fish I had. Okay. And then yes. I stand up and come off the chair. Okay, well. yeah, you can stand up, you come off the chair. Um, oh. This, this, like, leftover... Um, a sea bass um, yeah. 
has been devoured by uh, by Frostbite. Um, he puts down his napkin, and he says, uh, Theo, could I have a word? Theo gives you all a glance. I'm not giving sure him if it's a big glance. <laughs> you're, not, you're not sure if it's a glance of, uh, don't do anything stupid while I'm gone, or, <laughs> this could be trouble. <laughs> I'm, when, I'm, I, when I'm, I look at Theo, what does his face represent more? That's it. <laughs> or the what Whisker said. Yeah. That's exactly. It's between that. It's between those two. He can interpret it as he wish. It'd be uh, either don't, don't do get anything. into trouble, don't do anything stupid while I'm gone, or don't embarrass me, or uh, this I'm could be trouble. this could be trouble. Yeah, it's that kind of a look. It's like, well, what does he mean? I have a look of curiosity and also... I, I give like a sort of worried worried look but yet like smile like sort of a reassurance that things will be okay. They disappear uh, into an antechamber. You can't see them. You can't hear them. Lady of the household, she says, Oh, please, please continue. Looking over at Zabby's plate, that seems to be just empty, gone on the floor. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Zabby's a quick eater, but she's, she does try not to be a bit messy. So That's all right. Um, it's, uh, she smiles politely and says, Oh, please continue. Um, and she sits back down. They, they, don't worry, they'll be back soon. Back down. Always like sits back down, picks up a Time fork, to and <laughs> picks up a fork and just starts like trying to like stab this prawn. Zabby this time around just like puts her hands on the seat and then lifts herself up. Yeah, put herself back into your seat again. Yeah. Don't trust. But she's slightly struggling. He, sit, he sits down um, next to Always, like where he was, and he watches Always chase this prawn around the plate. Just this prawn. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Um, Which, by the way, the entire time when he came out, he wasn't really eating anything. <laughs> just poking Which, at it. No, he wasn't <laughs> really eating at all. He was just kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm going to sit and listen and watch, and I'm, I have no interest in what's being like handed to us in terms of food. <laughs> um, a few minutes go by, it's still not Theo, still not none of the king. Um, all we gives up. Like you can see that she's got a pile of destroyed prawns and some mussels and things like can that. I just <laughs> fork what do you it do? for her? Yeah, you you can try. She's not keen on it. Prawns are um, it's yeah. She's no. Oh, she doesn't want it. No, no, she, she's not interested in it. It looks unusual to her. It's um, that's no. They don't get prawns in Rivendell. <laughs> You don't, get prawn- tried it in front of her, like- you don't get prawns in the Lorien. You don't get. <laughs> you don't get prawns in Farbod. She's like, what is this? <laughs> well, Zabby like sort of slightly pipes up. Well, I've eaten it before. It's quite nice. She's like looks up and she says, mm. she puts a fork down. I still hear a mutter. I think the book is still alive. <laughs> I lean over to the OB and say, you know, I've heard that some people serve these at special occasions, like weddings. 
Oh, good lord. And when he says weddings, he looks over to Estelle. Okay. That's good. Albi looks at Albi looks at uh, Stel and just shakes her head. Doesn't say anything. Just no. <laughs> just, just don't do prawns. <laughs> Time to make a prawn. <laughs> prawn cocktail. Zabby like sort of then says, "Don't knock it until you tried it." She's um, <laughs> tried. Everybody appears to be. Fi- everybody uh, like everybody seems to be finished. Uh, the queen puts down a, a fork and knife. Uh, to one side. Um, again, she's left a, a little bit as well. Um, everybody seems to have finished, and then she um, <coughs> picks up a, a small. picks up a small spoon and taps the side of her glass. It, it, in the echo chamber, kind of like nice high ping sound. The young boys come back, start quickly taking away all the plates. Mm. Yeah, still. Yeah. Oh, you want to do something? No. No. no, no. Oh, I didn't okay. say anything. Oh, I, was... I thought you were going to say something. That's okay. No, no, um, no. <laughs> they start taking away all the plates. Yeah. Including the kings. And Theo's. Theo never got a chance to try any of like, the, uh, the, the, the fish and the crab and all that kind of stuff. It's a shame. It's all gone. Anyway. Aww. Um. This dead <laughs> Is it, yeah, you asking? <laughs> no, I'm thinking. Oh, oh. She's thinking. She's thinking. Like, is it dessert time now? Oh, okay. You're thinking that. Um, the queen says, "Oh, oh uh, now comes the best bit." Of course, the best bit. The best bit. Yes. Um, they come running back in, and you can see they've got a a bowl. It's got a flannel across the top of it. Each one of them. And the place here in front of you. You can't see what's inside because there's a flannel on top. Okay. Then they put a small jug. Ceramic. Uh, white. Again, decorated with seahorses, seashells. <laughs> to one side. Don't tell me this is... They're sitting there looking at these. Always trying to peek underneath the actual flannel. <laughs> <laughs> she says, "Something's live in there. It's gonna jump out on me. I'm gonna kill someone." Holy <laughs> 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 Yeah. Um, King comes back. He says, "Oh, oh, I, di- I didn't miss it. Oh, that's good." Comes back and he sits down. He immediately doesn't wait for everybody to stand up and sit, and all the rest of it. he just gives, jumps back and he sees. Says, "Oh, I like this bit." I look around. Did Theo didn't come back, did he? No. Where did Theo go? Oh, oh. Um, I sent him on a short errand. Um, appears there's an angry mob gathered, uh, gathered uh, down towards the town gate, um, oh, talking, dear. talking about going and and, and dealing with this uh, the, the the witch that lives out. Oh, not the witch. The, the, the you know what I mean. Lives out on the perimeter of the old wood. Um, oh dear. They don't want a, another fog rolling in tonight and another mysterious murder taking place, so I've sent Theo down to sort it out. I hope he'll be alright on his own. Well, I've told him to go and have a word with us or, or, or investigate. Uh, more to the point. Um, maybe put an end to this. this, this, this superstitious nonsense. Yes. 
Um, try and get these town folk, angry mob, 20 or 30 of them, all armed with uh, shovels Edge and spades and picks and all sorts of manner of things. Mm-hmm. Sent him. I'm sure he'll be okay, don't worry. He's a tough man. That's fine. And when he says that, he picks up Theo's actual ball with the flannel over and puts it alongside his. Shame to make it go to waste. Oh! Dear <laughs> hell, Haynes! <laughs> Not fair. She pouts. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan Trust whispers to Ollie just because she didn't get there. He takes off the flannel, and you can see it is a, it's a, it's a baked steam pudding. Ooh. <laughs> Immediately turns to Obi and says, well, nothing's going to be jumping out. Uh... <laughs> as soon as he takes it off, there's a floof of steam that seems to rise from it. To... I lift it slowly to floof as well. It lifts slowly, and you can see the steam release, and you can see inside when the steam clears, you can see it's a, it's a suet dumpling, um, sweet. Um, kind of, it's got some cinnamon or something like that mixed in with it, as well as some uh, raisins and currants and things like that. Um, it's hot. It's risen quite large. Um, uh, very springy, very like spring, like sponge to it. Oh, we looks over into the jug, <laughs> pulls it to her, and just peeks over the edge very slowly and looks inside. What? <laughs> She sees it's a it's a creamy yellow liquid. Oh, custard, or at least some sort of cream. Uh, I'm gonna take a bite. <coughs> well, so... But the meaty start tucking in. There's uh, the, the pick up the spoon. Beautiful silver silver spoon again. <coughs> the, the 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 neck of the spoon is like a, a long. Uh, silver feather of a swan. Uh, pick it up and immediately start devouring. The king literally is devouring his way into the steam pudding. Dried fruit on the bottom. I, I just took a spoon and just tried it. Like Sweet. Um, yeah, it's dry, it's coarse. It's um, <coughs> staple food. Um, <laughs> all we makes a remark that it, it it's probably something that she might have found on the ship. Um... But it's 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 very. It should just make a basic look. Com- mm. Zebby like gets her little like jug of like custard cream, whatever it is, and just pulls a little bit in it. Oh, you just like like tip all of the top, all in top of the bowl. Yep. Well, I did take the cloth off beforehand, so... Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's, it's, like, it's like, a... like a bowl with a suet dumpling in the bottom of it, yeah. Yeah, like so she just, like, pours a little bit onto, obviously, the pudding, and yep. then tucks in. Because she's in. trying yeah, it for the first It's very nice, it's, it's thick, it's uh, spongy, it's very, like, filling. Um, you can tell it's got the currants and it's got the raisins in there as well. It's all yeah. mixed in, but it's got a spice in there as well, it's like a cinnamon kind of taste to it. Yeah. Um... The custard is a little bit on the thick side, but it's steaming hot. Yeah, that's why she poured a little bit on it. So yeah. <laughs> don't want to burn her tongue immediately. So. It, do- it doesn't pour out. It kind of like drips, you know, like splodge, splodge, kind of. It's yeah. quite thick. 
she probably would only have like a little bit, so maybe like two splodges of That's it. Fine. And then, oh, so she doesn't uh, have much. <laughs> it's a firm favourite amongst the uh, Rohirrim, and um, you can understand why because it is a, a very heavy kind of basic but sweet uh, mm. dessert. The king is... Uh, Nebby's like contemplating her head like it would be nice if it was with uh, with some cream actually. Cream? Yeah, cream. Oh, we can, we can do that. We can get you some cream. I think it would be a bit more so she, nice. She, she taps the side of her glass again. She says, Could you bring our guests a little cream? Boys run off. Thirty seconds later, they start coming with small little chunks—not huge, big chunks that they brought in before. Small little chunks of cream. Yeah. I pour a little bit of cream onto the pudding just to, like, obviously test it mm. and then eat it. It's fine, yeah. It's a kind of. It's and a... Zabby not said that that tastes much better, but everybody has a preference, so the choice is obviously the person's. King reaches over takes one of the bananas off the, uh, the the central ball of fruit, peels it, and starts slicing it and dropping that into the custard as well. Hmm. Zappy, like, does drink, like, her water and such, so... <laughs> yeah. Oh, we... Like, porks and prods at it, uh, tastes it. It's not too bad. It, it, she still remarks that it tastes something like the biscuits that they used to have on the ship. But the entire time this is all happening, Dylan Trust is just eyeing up watermelon. <laughs> I I look over at Dylan Trust. <laughs> okay, nobody's going to go for the watermelon. <laughs> Nobody seems to be going for the watermelon. No, he's he's eyeing it up, thinking, right? How do we get into this? Because it's clearly sliced. It's sliced. It's half. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's he's clearly looking at it, thinking, "Okay, well, nobody else is going for this. Should I go for this?" I I look you know, at that it. that kind of look like. Should I be the first person to? It's half a watermelon as well. So if you're going to go for it, you got to take the whole half. <laughs> if the entire watermelon was there, he may walk away with it. Um, <laughs> He's just kind of like looking at it, right? And then kind of looking about, like, nobody else is going for this. Should I? Maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. I wouldn't want to be rude. Yeah. He's contemplating whether he should or whether he shouldn't. That's fine. I fork it. I had a bit of a lag moment. I fork a piece of it. (laughs) I had a bit of a lag moment, so what happened? Uh, Dylan Trust is contemplate, contemplating whether or not to take the watermelon and uh, Asel his fork to piece. <laughs> he, he looks Sarah at Asel. Like, it's quite, mm. a, quite a length away. She leans over, like left to stretch right to the middle of the tail kind of thing. She just like stabs away at it, like chop, 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 chop with the side of a fork. Clunk. Mm. And takes a, a piece out. Um, <laughs> Do you eat it, Estelle? I smell it. Smell it. It, it's, it smells like somebody's just like taken a, a fruit market and just crushed it into the size of your if you the palm of your hand. I dunk it in the custard. Okay. <laughs> 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 and then eat it just to see 
see what it tastes like. Obi just looks at you. Zambi is like looking over, like, what are you doing? Like, in Obi looks across at you and just like, like she's she's stopped eating and she's just waiting for a reaction. Yep. Same thing as Dylan Dress. He's he's waiting to see what um, Estelle's reaction is to this watermelon. Um, f- first thing that hits you is the um, the taste of the custard. It's creamy. It's thick. It's warm. Um, and then it's the watermelon. And watermelon is like a, something that you have never had before. It's incredibly sweet. Yeah, very fruity. sweet. Oh yeah. It's like it's just mushy. Just. It's like it's like having solid fruit juice. Oh, it's not that bad. I say that a lot. <laughs> seeing that, seeing that, all we just puts down a fork, reaches over the table. Oh, good lord! Picks up what a bunch she... of gra- picks up oh. Yeah. Yeah. And starts plucking the grapes and dropping them in the gravy as well. The gravy? Sorry, sorry in the curry. In the um... curry? <laughs> in the custard. In the custard. I think of somebody else. Custard. In the custard. Here's, here, here we go. We're at the dessert portion <laughs> of merit where uh, we have we gravy and curry. I was reading somebody else. Yeah. I, was looking at, I was looking at recipes and stuff. Um, that, that's definitely a blooper moment right not there. Somebody not to worry. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Taking these grapes and just dropping them all into the custard, and then spooning them out. You sure it's not gravy or curry? No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. After all we've done that, Dylan Trust just passes his cake thing. Hasn't even bothered to open it. (laughs) Over to um, Zabby. Okay, you really have to pass that around the table. <laughs> yeah, maybe. He passes okay. it round to Zabby, along with whatever custard concoction came with it. I'm and then. Better. I don't need the custard, I'm better off with the cream, thank you. He doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> and then reaches over, takes the watermelon and a banana, and then goes and sits back in his seat. Okay. Are you going to share that half of watermelon? Nope. Nope. <laughs> He's just gonna take it. Yep. The king, a uh, king's like um, oblivious to what's going on. Just understands that everybody's eating, and he's kind of like smiling and washing away. With his mouth full of this suet dumpling kind of pudding thing, and this gravy, but not gravy, uh, custard that's kind of like dripping out the side of his mouth. He's um. Talks to everybody on the table and says, So, what's the plan? How are you going to um, catch this murderer? Well, Dylan Trust says with his mouth full of half of banana. Like a watermelon, like juices spiring out a different direction. No, 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 it's not the watermelon. He picked oh, up a piece of banana oh, as it's well. A banana. Okay. So, he's like half a piece of banana just kind of like munching away. Well, Your Majesty. We were thinking about eating the cycle. <laughs> we were thinking about looking at the bodies and seeing if there's any common connections between the, the them 
Um, we've done some divination and whatnot on the weapon itself, or a piece of it. And we've gotten a little bit of information from that. Um, but don't worry, we'll get to the bottom of this nasty business. It's just finding out who it actually is and where they're currently at, and then we'll be able to apprehend them. Oh, so your plan is to capture them alive, yeah? If we can, yes. Yeah, at, <laughs> at least, least try to. Yeah. Because. So what, what 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 tactics are you using? Are you using the old uh, fishing bait one? <laughs> I think that might be the last resort. Once we just do the final like collecting of clues, then we'll and narrow it down. Then we'll think about capturing or baiting them out or the like. Like Zabby's like thinking it over of what she saw. You see, it takes it takes another like kind of like spoonful of this uh, dumpling kind of thing. It may be the case that we try to capture them while they're unaware that they're being pursued. Mm. So kind of the 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 moment their guard is not in fighting mode and more in trying to recuperate. I see. Yes. Lure them into a false sense of security. Yeah. Good idea. If, if you want to take my advice, and you see the lady of the house steps up and says, Dear, let them deal with it how they wish to deal with it. Don't go giving advice. You're not very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> she just burned her own husband. She's <laughs> Soon to be husband. Yeah. Yeah. True. 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 Um. So, oh. If you take my advice, I would probably hang around the streets for a bit, and then maybe later in the night, if that fog rolls in, wait for something to attack, and then, pow! Then you get it. But that would be the only problem because we don't know. There may be a problem not, with that, yeah. Yeah, because we technically don't know who the next target will be. All, and all, we all may not victims. even be able to get them yeah. in, in the state they have picked by using such methods as, as the fog rolling in and, and visibility will be low and it's very difficult for someone and, like that. And to be honest, they probably were picked out for a reason. Like, maybe all of them are connected somehow. Picks up an apple. Like, yeah, they're probably merely just a footman, foot soldier to someone bigger. So what do you need from me? Anything <laughs> I can give you? Anything I can provide for you to make this situation <clears throat> move along quickly? Well, we've already mentioned to one of your um, what are they? The Stuart. little boy that Stuart. Squires. Squires. Yeah, Thank you. Um, we already mentioned to one of your squires about examining the bodies, Your Majesty, and I think that is the best course of action right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, we will 
if the bodies of the fallen had turned up anything um, lucrative, we will have one of the stewards, our one of the people, um, come and tell you immediately. From there, we will plan our next move. He picks up a glass. Um, you see, him, it's got water in it. He starts mm. drinking it. You see, you see him like screw his face up, going, Ooh, uh, okay, and put it back down again. Mm. It'd probably be worth to have like maybe transportation on standby, maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you need? Carriage, horse. Probably carriage. Carriage, yes. Mm. I'll make a carriage at your disposal. Because I just thought of something, guys. Because in the vision I had when I looked back, <laughs> remember when I said that the only thing that was technically physical was its swords? So, yeah. So, technically, it can't pass. So, its weapon technically can't pass through when it hit the boxes that we saw. So maybe with a carriage, it could probably not get in straight away? It's weapons, couldn't That's what I mean. He could just pass through and then just use he the weapon. He can pass through, but not his weapons if they're still out. But then again, mm-hmm. that probably will debunk it since he, he couldn't draw it. No, no, he, 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 all the way through your vision, he had his weapons mm-hmm. out all the time. You didn't see him sheath or anything. Oh, that's weapons. right, yeah. The weapons were out all the time, so maybe the carriage might give us a bit of a defense. Maybe. He's like, like he's looking at you. He's like puzzled. It's like he's got a puzzled look on his face, and he's crunching away. He says, "I see you're going to apprehend him in the carriage. Save time." I I don't know. It's just an idea, depending on. Lady House pipes in, she says, it doesn't necessarily have to be a male person, does it? I mean, it could be, it could be a female. That's true. You're probably correct there, milady. We will, however, come to the conclusion of what or whom is uh, committing these nefarious acts. How often do you get to use that word? Um, <laughs> and I'm sure that we will bring them to justice. If not, we'll make them dead. Always spooning around at the bottom of the jug of uh, custard now. Determined to regain one of the lost grapes. <laughs> oh my lord. Lost what? <laughs> I'm going to stab grape. one of those grapes. A grape. One of the fruits. What, what, in the custard or just one off the bunch? In the custard, uh, just helping her. <laughs> oh, okay, right. Yeah, she's, uh, she's really spoon feeding this uh, the, the grapes in in the custard, and then just trying them with the custard. Uh, they're okay. They're not the same as the watermelon. <laughs> I mean, we we kind of know that we need to disarm this thing. Sorry. My my Discord keeps lagging on me. I don't know why. It's alright. Um, Maybe needing updated. I No, nothing updating or anything like that. Um, But uh, yeah, anyway. But we know, like, 
kind of one of its weaknesses to disarm it. So if we can manage to disarm it, it can't technically attack too much. Wouldn't, wouldn't That's it, assuming that, that is your plan. Weakness. Yeah. Sorry, I talked Sorry, it. yeah. <laughs> okay, um... Uh, do you, you want to go first and then I'll say what I was going to say? Yeah, I was, I was just saying that um, that's assuming that we're doing a plan to get them in the field of their attacking. If, like, we could easily just figure out their location while they're, like, recuperating. Mm. And just because we could possibly disarm them doesn't necessarily mean to say that that is going to be a weakness. We could still have other, like, abilities and or methods yeah. that we don't know about. Hmm. I see, you've got a lot to, uh, lot to investigate. Well, I shan't hold you up. And with that, he puts down his napkins and his towels and his two empty bowls. However, your majesty. Yes. It might be somewhat um, helpful if we have access to any records or information that yourself and your people have. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh... On, on the general land and possible legends and myths surrounding the, the area. Mm. Um... Again, he turns to his his future wife. His, his future wife says, "Not really much to talk about. I mean, it's fairly it's it's a fairly new uh, place, Dolan North. Although there is rumour of there being a much older settlement here in the past, a fishing village, I believe. Um, we have our superstitions and our tales and our stories of the sea. Um." Nothing like this has ever happened before. What kind of superstitions and tales, milady? Oh, you know, um, always keep a cat on board. Never leave port um, during full moon. Does milady know of any superstitions and tale to, tales to do with the old forest? on the edge of the settlement. Of the old forest? Um, I know it's previously a, a hunting ground. It was much larger. Um, uh, we've used it to uh, for construction work, obviously, the, the houses, the jetties, the boats. Mm -hmm. um, it served us well in the past. Um, no other tales that Milady might know of of these? I mean, there's the office, there's, there's a there's, um, it's inhabited, obviously, by wild animals, um, wolves, deer, um, occasional troll, a few orcs. Uh, we have patrols that have gone out there and dealt with such matters. Nothing too serious. Um, not so much recently, though, because the occupant that seems to have uh, taken up residence out there, uh, very few of our people. Justice towards everybody. 
are uh, reluctant to um, approach the uh, inhabitants of the, uh, the small dwelling. Hopefully your Theo uh, or Grey Ivies will be able to um, take care of the matter. And then we can have our patrols out there again. I'm sure that um, Lord Grey Ivies, Lord Grey Ivies even, <clears throat> will take care of the matter at hand, my lady. I'm sure he will. She smiles. He smiles back. King stands up. Lady stands up. Somebody finished their dinner. Let's have the dessert. He seems to be rubbing his tummy. <laughs> okay. mm, that was nice. Well, I won't want to keep him for much longer. Uh, I do believe... Oh, yes. I can see there's a... Yes, there's a... There's a... a, a, a messenger here. Wishing You wanted to see the bodies, yes? Yes. yes. <laughs> I do believe I think they're ready. Um, also, I've made available all the reports. And, uh, uh, the, this, the, 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 the steward that, that greeted you at the main entrance that took you through to see the king to begin mm. with. He appears again from the small alcove where you saw Theo go inside. Mm. Comes around the corner and he's got <coughs> a, a leather-bound book. It's about two or three inches thick and it's got an assortment of loose pieces of paper in there. These are all statements and information with regards to the previous murders that have taken place. Uh, we've gone through it. Not a lot of information. But if you do come across anything, then please take it to your advantage. Uh, please keep me appraised as well. Hopefully you can deal with this matter quickly. The sooner the better. Um, yeah. We like to get on top of these things. I'm sure Lord Grey won't be too long in his endeavour. Um, I don't foresee him being absent for for a while. Um, uh, we will do our best to handle this matter quickly and efficiently as possible. Um, be nice. Your Highness. Um... Shall we? Lady Estelle? Is Abby? Yes. It's good to meet you, Lady Estelle. Ah, uh, you as well. Princess Alwi. Sabi the Hobbit. <laughs> and Dylan Trust of the Mirkwood. I do it's hope like we meet again. After eating food, like Zabby, like, <laughs> herself down and actually just hops onto Frostbite, which starts walking. So. Always just like licking her fingers, like trying to suck the last of the uh, the, the custard from her fingers. The two royal dignitaries turn ow politely and then leave. You hear them wandering down the corridor again on corridor leads back to the main entrance. You hear them discussing, Dear, you need to take your time eating your dinner, you can't just rush it down like that. You hear me say, what are we having for tea? Oh my god. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, the guy that actually led you in here, the uh, the guy with the black um, darkened outfit, the chainmail, and the, uh, the the shorter hair around it. But, but he's got hair, but he's got bald on top kind of thing. Um, 
Grish eyes. He's. Oh, these are the uh, the ledgers that you were requested. Uh, you wish to see the bodies, I believe. We keep them in the morgue. It's just uh, it's down. Actually, it's in the dungeon. Interesting place to put a dead body, but okay. Well, I would like to. Oh no, I think my bad vibes are gonna come back again. We like keep them, you know, out the way of the public. Yes. Um, <laughs> shall we? Shall we go then? <coughs> yes, Sabby. Yes. So, we're needing these. Um, and he, he hands um, Estelle put basic pile of papers in a leather-bound book kind of thing. It's not a book as mm. such. It's kind of like a leather wrapper around big mm-hmm. pile of papers. These are all the statements and the details of the the events that have taken place over the week. Uh, yeah, not much in there, I'm afraid. Uh, names, uh, associates, kind of like. I'm sure any... about who they are and what they'd get up to. I'm sure um, any and all information that is listed within these statements will prove some dividends. Very good. Um, the sooner you can take care of this okay. matter, uh, the sooner we can get back to doing our jobs. Is this the thing that Don't has trust. stuff about? Sorry, is Sorry. Uh, can I just quickly ask? Uh, is this this what he gives like the stuff that has about the um? The meeting they had with the uh, uh, the tribes, or no? Mm-hmm. The tribes? Uh, no, no. They, they, these are the statements from the actual, like the people who found the bodies, uh, where they were found, uh, oh, who the victims. Okay. That kind of thing, you know. Uh, uh, with regards to the tribes, no, that's a different matter altogether. That's uh, more economic economics, you know. Um, can I just, you know, to know the names of the people involved in that kind of in the statements and oh i see i see of course um i will have that information ready for you shortly uh please he hands you the the big massive binder of loose papers and things like that just just like it's like three inches thick it's, it's like heavy as hell um they're all loose they're not pages as such they are sheets of paper that just bound together um dylan trust turns the the group and says, okay, what we're about to do when it comes to inspecting these bodies is not for the faint of heart. Is there any among you who does not want to see these dead bodies? And he's directing this question at Owi, Zabi, and Estelle. Always, always, like, she'll keep her distance, but she doesn't mind going along. Hmm. I had to heal up Theo's pelvis. I think I can deal with (laughs) dead people. (laughs) Dealing with Theo's pelvis and seeing dead bodies in this... I also had to stop Morwen from dying, so I had to strip her... Okay. Dylan Trust <laughs> goes over to Estelle, places a hand on Estelle. I have dealt with bodies, I'm fine. <laughs> he, he places a hand on Estelle's um, upper arm, not quite her shoulder, because like, I don't think Dylan Trask can reach that far up. Because you said Estelle was quite tall. Estelle quite is tall, six yeah. feet. Well, Dylan Trask is only five, too. Well, 5'3", sorry, because always 5'2", isn't she? 
you like up to my chest. <laughs> so he puts his hand on Estelle's upper arm. Mm-hmm. Like, not harshly, he just kind of like places his hand there and says, um, dealing with a broken pelvis and healing one from the cusp of death is different from seeing bodies in a state of plausible disrepair and possible um, disembowelment. Considering the amount of bodies we've seen up to this point. You have a fair point there, but I am giving you all the option if you would rather not have to deal with that to back out. I put my hand on Dylan Tress's shoulder. I appreciate your concern. <laughs> okay. <laughs> However, <laughs> he says, he says, However, we have been given this ledger here and I need someone who Who's willing to go through it? He looks as uh, Zabi and Obi at that point. Any of you two up for some semi-late reading? Mm. Ah, I can definitely try. Yeah, I would read, but I would want to examine the body myself as well. I'd so. rather you do some examining uh, yeah. We have the bodies and we also have their possessions as well. Yeah, my only problem is it's down there in a dungeon. It's in a dungeon. Yeah, it's in a dungeon. Okay. Because it's, um, in which case then, Sabi? I don't want bodies on public view. I would prefer for you and Owe to look through this big ledger and look for any similarities or inconsistencies in people's stories or statements and put them to one side. Any oddities that you find also could be very greatly appreciated. I think I can manage that. Okay. If there is a place close to the dungeon Oh You're keeping lag- the bodies in. I'm lagging at the moment. So I'm yeah, to be all that's shy. Yeah. Zabi can see this. Oh. Yeah, everyone is. Everybody's lagging. <laughs> I seem to be fine. A whisper for me, but yeah, it's sure just you. apparently on my end. It's just for some reason lagging a bit, and I don't know why. Yeah, it was lagging. Okay. Oh no. But yeah, Book. what were you saying? Um, I was saying, well, Dylan Trust was saying that we will have Owe and Sabi in a separate room, but somewhere near to the dungeons. Mm. Like a small little um, office or something. Like mm. the closest the closest office take place next to the dungeon. Um, while myself and Estelle went to examine the bodies. It points out that yes, they do have the bodies, they also have the possessions and clothing. Oh. Which is e- even... Even what? Even what? He broke up. Better. Okay. Even better, okay. Okay, so we have a plan of action. Hmm. Owe and Zabi will look for any similarities or irregularities or even inconsistencies in the statements given about these murders. Mm. 
and myself and Estelle will examine the bodies, their belongings, and their clothing. Yeah, I'm just gonna give a heads up on it. Um, just take a closer look around the eyes. Okay. Because that's what the actual murderer takes every time. So maybe there might be a connection with that sort of way of what method they use. So if we figure out that, we might figure out other cause of effects. If you understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Okay. Just the eye, the eyes are, are sort of a main focus a little bit, I think. So that's it's the killer's mo. Yeah, we kind of need to know the reason why. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so you're gonna go inspect the bodies. You have the bodies. You have mm-hmm. the ledger, and you also have possessions of clothing. Okay. Savvy and Obi are ledger. Myself and Estelle. Are- Bodies, possessions, and okay. Yeah, okay, so you make your way down to the dungeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you arrive. Um, Stuart shows you uh, along. You in front of you, you can see that there is some wooden tables. On each of the wooden tables, there's four wooden tables. So you only have the four last victims. Okay. Oh, there is a shroud, like a white cloth laid across them. Um, opposite the tables, like on the other side of the room, up against mm-hmm. the wall, you can see there is um, a pile of possessions of clothing. It's pretty dark in here. Um, there are some torches lit around. Um, it's not a dirty dungeon. It's quite a clean dungeon. It's probably dungeon stroke wine cellar. Or it's been a wine cellar in the past. It's just referred to as the dungeon. Um, so it's not necessarily, I'd best describe it as a dungeon. It's more like a cellar. Um, but you have these four bodies in front of you on the tables. Um, one to each table. Opposite them, up against the wall, is a smaller table with their possessions on it. Which one do you wish to examine? Um, I would like to... To the... No. Um, I would like to go to the first one closest to us as we enter. Okay, that's the most recent victim. It's victim number seven. Um, this person is identified as uh, Thorodin, son of Thorod. Dwarf. I'm calling him Vic Seven. <laughs> Vic okay. Seven. It's a dwarf. Yeah. Hmm. Thoradin. Thoradin, son of Thorod. I'm just calling him um, Thoradin. It's a dwarf. Um. I'm calling him middle-aged Vic to seven. elderly dwarf. Like so, maybe three, 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 so three, maybe three and a half. Uh, like three, three fifty years old, possibly. 
Um, like it's the same one as what Zabi saw in her um, time back flashback. Yeah. <laughs> Are we all in the dungeon, by the way? No, you should be in a separate room. Since you didn't want to go to the dungeon. Yeah, because if I remember correctly from another time, I had a massive debuff. If I go down dungeons. Okay. Unless that's weird off now, I don't know. Yeah, it's probably well, it's, a, it's a fear, isn't it? Yeah. It's a fear, it's a phobia. But yeah. It's a, it's my I requested phobia. that Zabi and Oli be in a separate so that they could go through the ledger. Yeah, with nobody. A room that was close enough to the dungeon, so needed there's a small, there's, there. there's small rooms off from the dungeon where, uh, like, smaller storerooms could be used for that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's where you firewood and, and such. we are. Yeah. Fi yeah, firewood and such as things like that can be stored. Mm. You're in one of those rooms. You go through the okay, Zabi, through the ledger. Uh, Zabi, thumb through the ledger. You find out um, he, he was a tough warrior in his younger days. Um. He is known about town um, for wearing a bright red crimson um, surcoat um, with a nice belt. Um, he is a metal worker. Um, he's recognized to be a metal worker because everywhere he went, he carried his tools with him on his belt. What was the clothes again? Like, um, um, bright red crimson, like a waistcoat. He was also known to flash the cash. He wears a lot of rings, and he also wears a uh, a belt with all of his metalworking tools hanging from it. Um, he's not a blacksmith. He deals in uh, jewelry, trinket boxes, fine metal. Not necessarily gemstones, but he has been known to dabble in the gemstone market. So like a gem merchant? Looking through the, the, the ledger, people have described him as being a jolly person. Likes to drink. He also likes a little bit of gambling as well, but not to the point of being like bankrupt. Um, he had a, 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 a good number of friends. Um, he used to visit... Um, a lot of different places, like for buying his uh, his merchandising. Um, one or two taverns he used to hang out in. Um, uh, he, on occasion, used to sell his wares. Doesn't mention whether his rings or things that he used to carry around with him. Not necessarily from his shop. He does have a shop, but he used to sell them like while he was visiting other places. When I say other places, I don't mean like other cities, I mean like other, like the taverns and things like that. You go to taverns, oh, that's a nice ring, You'll buy it. Um, and he would do his selling that way. Okay? Mm -hmm. Okay, what? When we look at the body, what do we see? 
other than a dead dwarf. You see a dead dwarf. He's got a he's got silver uh, like white hair, and he's got a silverish beard, like a silver white beard. So a bit of grey in there, a bit of white in there. Um, you can see that um, there's no old wounds. There's a couple of old wounds. Look like he's been in some kind of conflict or some kind of battle at some point in the past, long time ago. Um, but most dwarfs have been like that. Um, you can see that uh, he has multiple stab wounds, usually in the upper half of his body, shoulder, uh, abdomen, chest, heart region, lungs. Um, you can see. You can't. I mean, you can. You can do a. If you do a. Um, can you do a diagnostics? Do a diagnostics roll. I have a good one. Hmm? Uh, Whoever's going to do it, do a diag diagnosis roll. Sally, you take your roll first and then I'll take mine. I'm just. Okay, diagnostics. I have it on my front page. Cause... Oh. Oh? 92. Very good. Plus. 61. And 261. Yeah, you can tell that he's been stabbed at least 20 times in the chest region. Um, only two blows actually are above the neck, and you can see each one went through the eyes. You can also see that the blows went all the way through the body. They didn't go in and stop. They went straight through the body. So the knife wounds on the front reflect the knife wounds on the back of the body. And you said there was one on the neck, you said? There's none above the neck, none above the neck, apart from the two that went in through the eyes. All of them seem to be in the chest. There's about 20 stab wounds in the chest. They all went straight through. None of them stopped. So they weren't like half stabs, they were full on, full through stabs. Um, somewhere towards the shoulder, up towards the neck, but not in the neck. The only two that are above the neck are through the eyes. Um, but the multiple stab wounds, they're in the lungs, they're in the uh, the heart region, they're in the upper chest, uh, towards the upper shoulder, and none are below the waist. You guys are still going through the ledger. Um, I've, it's marked off there where he was you found. See, it's here. Okay. Where the attack took place, and it was there. When you said like, Old Town. Yeah, the Old Town region. Okay. Mhm. Mm uh, Jay, what are you doing? Roll or? You uh, did you say that it was a diagnostic? Diagnostics, yeah. Diagnostics. Yeah, I think I will trust Sally. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Um, you do have his belongings on a table. And there's a kind of points. Yeah, so if you want to go them. through your stuff, it's over there. <clears throat> we'll, we'll get to them. Uh, victim number two for us, please. So number two is the person that was murdered on the sixth night. Um, he's Tencendia of Linnea. Uh, you've gone through the ledger. 
Zabi and Orwi, and they find out he's a young Dudadin. He's come to Lanier to the city of the prince to seek a new master and to continue some form of education. He's always looking for a tutor, looking for a teacher. Um, the reason why he came to the city, I mean, this is just what people have heard about him, because he's a newcomer, so there's not a lot of details about him, like his background, who his parents are, and all that kind of stuff, is that he's looking for a new instructor, because his old instructor fell victim to a misfired spell. Okay. Which leads people to believe that he's some form of a magic user. He's looking to join possibly a school or an academy. That's what he's coming for. He wants to. He was asking around if there was any other um, scholarly academic spellcasters in the area that he could possibly share information with. He was found over by the cliffs. It's over here. Um, in the morning, it's a small, narrow street, um, residential, mid, mid, uh, um, possibly wandering around there because he was finding it difficult to actually find somebody who could offer him teaching. He's thin, looks like an old person, it's not actually that old, but it just looks like there's the appearance of an old person. By writing down all this information. Yep. Which one was it? It's again ten, <laughs> Tensadir. Uh, ten, tensadir of Linnea. Yeah. A young Dunedain. Sorry, Dunedain. I was struggling a bit. It's alright. Young Dunedain. He's came from Linnea to the city because uh, he wants to seek a new master uh, to continue his education. He was asking around town about any spellcasting schools or academies that he could join because his previous master can no longer teach him due to a mis calculator or misfired spell and he's been deprived of the uh, deprived um, he, he was deprived of further education in Linnea because of that decision now whether he caused the accident or whether the accident was a total accident or somebody else did it you don't know the details a lot of people don't know the details about that um, but he's looking for a, a little bit more enlightened community of scholars and he's been asking around if there's any kind of like groups academies uh, schools or private tutor tutors or anything like that that could possibly teach him um, more magical ways of being able to do things. There's no mention of what kind of magic it is whether he's essence channeling or whatever um, but um, I'm, I'm just going to say this um, I'm, I was struggling to write it down because I was trying to find my pencil sharpener so <laughs> All right. So I didn't get much information well, I did get a bit of information for number seven, but not number six, due to. Okay, we're just going over it. Um, so he's been wandering around for the for like um, uh, for a couple of weeks. He's been in the city for a couple of weeks. He hasn't made a lot of friends. He has visited some of the taverns, and he's been staying at a small boarding house. Um, he paid all his rent. Um, he's been paying it daily. Um, 
but his money's been running low and he's hoping to actually be taken in by a tutor or a master as a master, master apprentice kind of thing or possibly join an academy or a school or a college or something like that and this is Tenzadia Tenzadi of Linear who? this is Tenzadia Tenzadia uh, of Linear yeah okay so that's what you know about him he looks like an older person but he's actually quite young um, because he's doing it in He looks very thin. From looking at him, does he have the same, and well, wounds as the first victim that we looked at? Yeah. Um. The first thing you notice is that he's very thin. Um, it looks like he's been um, slashed and stabbed which is unusual because the first person was just multiply stabbed looks like this one was actually slashed more so than it was stabbed you can tell that because you can see some big long striking marks across the front uh, uh, the front torso and across the back what about his arms his arms look as if um they look like they've taken the the full force of the attack um, there's lots of deep slashes like we're talking deep we're talking about an inch deep all the way down to the bone can I quickly look at this, uh, the arms of the first victim that we yeah, looked yeah, at yeah. go look at the arms of the first victim his arms are untouched okay um, I immediately point this out to Estelle and say Looking at the arms of victim number two here, and victim number one, victim number one didn't put up a fight, or much of a fight. Mm -hmm. Most of his wounds are stabs, whereas victim number two here has stabs and slashes, therefore suggesting that victim number two somewhat tried to put up a fight, and then he lifts up the arm. Yeah, victim. Uh, uh, victim number two yeah victim number two and just illustrates he said these are defensive like mm -hmm. slashes here on him like he tried to defend himself and considering how he knows like he seems to know magic right yeah DTC mm -hmm. that, that's the, the so, um, indicate some of the magic yeah possibly because of the struggle is because he knows magic he probably knows certain magic says helps him defend himself but this person was able to essentially break through his defenses and that's why there's so many slashes probably to break his concentration to to wear him down and then eventually stab him 